Unstop juggernaut. I hear the drums that go in tonight. Great song. Shwebo is I, the Prince of Podcasting, the bipolar rock and roller, the Sultan of Slits, Godfather Gash, the three time uh, West Virginia Podcast Association Man of the Year, as you can tell. I'm very professional. Yeah. Episode 158 of the world's greatest podcast, the Don Blankenship Experience slash Pillowfort Radio. And once once again, I'm joined by my heterosexual life mate, Vanilla Gorilla, White Samoan, first black man to ice skate backwards on the Kanawal River. (laughs) That's old Chucky Tater Sax over there. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Hello. Hello, Laverne. <laughs> Hello, Levine. <laughs> and our opening clip was a uh, black girl with a monkey mask on and a banana saying, I'm a monkey with a banana. Deep satire. I, I got to tell you, that uh, I think that would play quite well in the Trump White House. Have you yeah, guys, she's have you guys the, seen this? She's actually the court jester for Trump. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh. Anyway, not to be, we weren't trying to be racist, but I mean, whenever you do that, I can't not have that as the opening clip. No. I mean, There's not on. really anything further to discuss with it. It's just, that, that was kind of funny. She was dancing around having a good time. Looked like a pretty good banana. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It looked a little green. Yeah. I like, I like my I like mine a little bit more ripe. You know what? My mom likes them. Black. I can't do that. But they like some, as black dots on them. Good I'm, to like, go. I'm like, are you making banana bread with these black ass bananas? No, I just like shitty fucky bananas. <sighs> oh, you're disgusting. You know that uh, whenever you eat a banana, you're eating maggots. We've discussed that before, and I'm totally fine with it. Yeah, me too. I'm talking. To, bananas I love bananas. Are delicious. Yes, the best fruit. Nutritious. One of the most nutritious fruits you as well. All kinds of good shit in them. Mm-hmm. All kinds of good. The potass. Lots of potass fiber. They're good. They'll stop heart. Lots burn. of sugar. Yeah. Well, it's good sugar. You got the yeah. fiber going in there with the sugar. There you go. If you just juice a banana, you're just going to get pure sugar. I uh, I peeled one and put it in my protein shake and ground it up. Yeah, I used to do that. It's good stuff. I used to do that whenever I was juicing. Turns out, just juicing isn't good. Well, it, but it's not bad either. Well, it's not. It's not I mean, terrible, but yeah. it's not. It's not the best. You want you want all the. I crap can't stand people who. The only thing you should be eating is lettuce and salmon. I'm like, fuck you. How? What kind of life is that? Uh, well, you can also eat steak. Yeah, you can eat all the steak you want. 
mm-hmm. as long as you're not eating it with a bunch of potatoes. Right. But that's so good to get. I know. It's, it's the best. It is. There's nothing better. <laughs> the old uh, baked potato, but really it's just mashed potatoes because you just break it open and you smash it up. Smash it all together and throw everything Slather. 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 And butter and sour cream. Sour cream and salt. Bacon and salt and pepper. And Sometimes broccoli. And, uh, green onions. Oh yeah, motherfucking green. Are you fucking serious? Are you kidding, kidding me? me? Are you kidding me with the green onions? <laughs> green onions. Green onions. Those guys are, are tough. tough. Those guys are fucking also known tough. as scallions. Scallions, and scallops, and scallop potatoes. Oh my god, we're on a tear. <laughs> a lot of alliteration. <laughs> anyway, I got a, a lot to talk about today. I did a commentary for the inaugural show for the international combat sports. And pro wrestling event. Wrestling. How was it? It was really good. Was it? The wrestling was really good. They had like storylines and neat. It was a tournament. So, um, who was the best wrestler? Uh, who had the best gimmick? Let's say the guy named uh, Mister Grimm had a pretty good gimmick. He had a body bag. It, it allowed me a lot of opportunities. All ever, these these are guys I've never really seen before either. Yeah. I didn't do any research on any of them. Right. I mean, Smokey C was there. We know him. Smokey was there. Smokey was. He there. talked to Smokey. He talked to Smokey a little bit. How's Smokey? Pretty good. Yeah. Smokey. Yeah. Smoking. <laughs> yeah. But, Juggy. Uh, Juggaloin. I did commentary with uh, Leonard uh, Browning. He he was on the show once. Yeah. Uh, he's a rapper, and he was first time doing commentary at all in anything. And he did well, but. We couldn't help but be ourselves at some points because there was a guy. His name was uh, Deget Bundles, and uh, he's, he's a black guy. I'm guessing that's some sort of like a gangster reference, like because he's sort of a gangster character. Well, bun- bundles would be what cash, cash. bundles yeah. of cash. He yeah. came here to get bundles. Yeah, it's D E G E T. Was he a heel or a face? Uh, it could have been either, but he turned out to be face at the end. Neat. But, but we kept saying he came here all the way from uh, Niagara Falls, New York, to get the, the championship. He's gonna, he's going to get that championship. <laughs> he was facing some guy. He's like, oh, and that guy's going to get those hands. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> we kept doing that. But uh, Mr. Grimm, he was another black guy. He uh, had a, a gimmick where he wanted to put everybody in body, body bags, and it gave me the opportunity to scream out, put him in a body bag a lot. And <laughs> Like uh, like the kid on uh, Karate Kid. Exactly. That's precisely what I... Put him in a body bag! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did that. That kid was creepy as fuck. I got to do that a lot. Yeah. He kept. He threatened to put me and my mama in a body bag. Everybody in the crowd and their mama in a body bag. Everybody in a body bag. He said his weight was 27 body bags, and whenever he won his first match, uh, we changed his weight to 28 body bags. He threatened to put the referee in a body bag. So we were like, well, that's going to be the 29th body bag. <laughs> His weight is going up. <laughs> but yeah, the 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 wrestling was good. They had like dusty finishes and stuff. Uh, oh, neat. Like uh um dusty finishes. That is where the match ends in one way and then new information comes to light and the referee decides to change it. Oh, so they came out later and said, so due to you get the baby face pop, yeah, the guy that nobody thought was going to win, and then wins. everybody, and then they, and then you get the heel, and then the heel guy put, uh, I don't want to, I mean, nobody's going to watch it, All right? But they might not watch. It's going to be on the internet, but he slipped um, brass knucks in the baby face's trunks while he was getting covered. 
Ah. And he was like, no, 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 check him. And they checked him. The ref checked him. He was like, oh, you son of a gun. <laughs> <laughs> they changed it to a disqualification. You scamp. <laughs> yeah, they changed it to a disqualification. And then we went nuts. <laughs> what? Well, no. I, I went nuts on behalf of uh, the uh, baby face who, uh, who got screwed. And Leonard switched to the hill commentary right then he we'd both been sort of even right throughout the entire time entire time then he switched to hill commentary screaming about how the the baby face guy was a cheater and he didn't even deserve to be here and all that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> was it as magical as the night of uh uh big what is it big john mcgillicuddy big yeah. well i was big jim mcgillicuddy big time. jim mcgillicuddy oh you you were yeah of course did you hammer did you reference hammer locks a couple times <laughs> I've gained knowledge since then. The, the character has gained a little bit of knowledge since then. There's a couple times I didn't know what the moves were. So, like, I, uh, that's a, that, we're going to call that an inverted figure four. Yeah. And there's a couple times, like, the they have, you remember the ring that they're in. It's yeah. like a 16 by 16. Mm-hmm. And, like, anytime there's a big guy in there and he's in some sort of a, a submission move, all he has to do is reach the ropes. And, like, he's literally four inches away from the ropes and he's just cricking his hand out and, like, all he needs to do is just extend that arm just a little <laughs> bit to grab the rope. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. I'm trying to play it up, but then I'm also like, this is sort of ridiculous. Right? Yeah. Well, of course, you have to do that. I mean. <laughs> and there was another time a, a good guy was in a, uh, a submission, and he started pounding on the on the uh, mat, presumably to get the fans to start chanting or clapping along with him. Or just to evidence his Massive pain yeah, that but, he's fighting for. But he was in a submission hole. So he was tapping. And he was tapping. I was like, well, he's tapping out. The referee's not calling for the bell, but he, he's definitely slapping the mat. Maybe here at International Combat Sports, you have to tap on your opponent to end the hole <laughs> in the match. I'm not sure about the rules here, but he's definitely tapping out. In any other organization, this is, is a tap out. I don't know. So... Lack of, lack of professionalism here. Well, uh, I don't. I don't really know what the rule, the rules in this yeah. particular organization are. I just. I'm just a hired hand. To come in. <laughs> Not even hired. Hired gun. I'm an asked hand. I don't get paid anything. <laughs> you weren't paid for this. No, I never get paid. Yeah. Hopefully someday. We should have been paid for that Savage Championship Wrestling uh, commentary. We definitely should. It's pretty good. Even though it was just five minutes from the house. We, right. We uh, definitely added a lot to that show. They never mix it down and put it on. Uh, put it on the internet. That sucks. Only one of them made it, and it was probably our worst performance. Was it our first one? No, the first one was the best the one. Best one. It never made it with on, uh, on Duke Beef Hammer, and um, yeah, he came in with a fanny pack full of courage. <laughs> and when, and my when finest hour. Jock Samson started beating the fuck out of the table, and I was like, "My God, that table's got a family!" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and he did commentary for a minute. It was great. Yeah, it was because I was kissing his ass as yeah. uh, and he hated Charles Vanderhoff because yeah. I kept calling everything a hammerlock. He's like, "That's a top wrist lock. Looks like a hammerlock to me." Jock. <laughs> yeah. I agree to disagree. <laughs> <laughs> I love your character. He's so polite at all times. <laughs> That's the best. I wasn't very polite last night, but it was just two of us, and he'd never really done it before, so I sort of had to. I still don't know what I'm doing, but I sort of had to uh, play both roles. And he'd add stuff. I mean, he wasn't he wasn't just sitting there like a knot on a log. No, no, he's, he seems to be a, a clever guy, I can think. He made me laugh a couple times. There's definitely a couple things that are going to have to be edited out. Right. Because there was something that happened, and he asked me um, what what the rules were. Like, I, I think, yeah, it was a, a double count out in the tournament, mm-hmm. which means nobody advances, and one guy gets a bye all the way to the end. Yeah. And we're, I was like, I don't really know what to, And there was a, another guy. His name is Congo Kong. He's actually on TNA. 
Really? Yeah, he was there, and uh, he lost. And they asked. He asked me about the who, who's going to go to the second round, and I was like, I'm not really sure. I'm just a just a monkey over here. He's like, speaking of monkeys, I'm glad to be not a, a monkey from the Congo who uh, is going to go home empty-handed after losing in the open tournament. And I was like, that is definitely going to have to be edited out. <laughs> I know you didn't mean it in the way that it sounded. It's like uh, <laughs> like when. Um, D and they were trying to get into the pool. <laughs> he said, uh, "You probably don't allow any black people, well, ma'am." There's an African American family over there. It's like, yeah, you a couple of tokens. You could trot them out like 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 hired monkeys. And she's like, "I didn't mean that in a racist way." Because <laughs> like Dennis looked at her. He said, that, "And this is a big black guy. They build him at six, seven, uh, four hundred pounds. He's six three and a half, maybe." Yeah, I think I might have been actually taller than him. <laughs> nice guy. You should, have brought, you should have brought out the drifter. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The triumphant return of the drifter. Taking a bump since I was 18 <laughs> years old. Definitely want to come out and do that. Absolutely. Yeah. Let's, let's go hurt myself. Let's, yeah. I mean, you know, I'll just get up from the comment. There was a time where a guy was ish- issuing it up in challenge. I could have just taken the, yeah. the headset off and went in there. Yeah, that'd have been great. It would have been a good show for the fans. That could, that could have been a, a, a turn that nobody saw coming nor cared. <laughs> I'll accept your challenge, sir. I volunteer as tribute. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the Hunger Games. Who are you? Well, I've been billing myself as Big Jim McGillicuddy, but I'm actually the, the Drifter. Boom, boom, boom. And everybody's like, who? Nobody cares about that. Yeah. <laughs> the Drifter? Ah, come on. <laughs> Get out of here. Ah, peaches. <laughs> <laughs> oh gravy! <laughs> ah, pickle shoes. <laughs> yeah, that, um, it was fun though. I mean, the matches were actually very good, and uh, I thought we were at least passable on commentary. There you go. Yeah, it was. It's just hard, especially. I spend so much time trying to make uh, people you laugh or whoever's listening laugh. It's hard to be serious sometimes, it especially is. when you're at something as ridiculous as a pro wrestling thing. Oh, I mean, especially local local pro wrestling where, you know. Most of these guys weren't local, which was weird. Like he, Where'd he get the money for this? I don't know. It sounds like it's got, it took some cash. He, uh, some payola. He, uh, I mean, I guess they wrestle around here a lot, but a couple guys came from up north. <clears throat> like a few of them were local-ish guys. Yeah. Wasn't a whole lot of people there, but it was a decent crowd. About the same crowd that was at the Marmette one that we were. Was in. the old Snap Lady there? No, there was no old Damn. Snap Lady. Not Can't a whole be a match without the old, old Snap Lady. Well, oh Snap! <laughs> there was one point where the referee was knocked out. Yeah, as happens in correct. Yeah, I mean, all you referees do is are made of tap glass. Them. I mean, uh, they're made of glass. Except uh, Nick Patrick, who was the uh, NWO referee. <laughs> I actually got it's to reference. Tough. I got to reference him last night. Really? Because awesome. one of the referees took a payout from, from, <laughs> from, from pulling the old Nick Patrick yeah, over there. Took a payout in front of everybody, and I'm like, he's. We see this. <laughs> <laughs> it could have been more obvious. Took a payout from from a guy. I don't know what you were talking about. Sir. And then he did a screw job. Like the the guy got him in a uh, the guy that paid him put the guy in a headlock for a second. And then he called for the bell. I was like, this is ridiculous. We saw this. We know what's happening. You're not. In the- <laughs> oh, and like, this is the shades of NWO referee Nick Patrick. <laughs> oh, Nick. Yeah, I got to reference that. So it was fun. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Hopefully it turns out well whenever it's all edited, edited together. And uh, hopefully it doesn't end up on Botchamania or uh, World Famous Flea Market. Botchamania. Botchamania is like a compilation video a guy does every week mm-hmm. with all the botches and all throughout all the different organizations. Hmm. Yeah. 
when things get fucked up. Like when people pull a move wrong until it gets hurt. Or- Not hurt, just... It just goes so wrong that it's hilarious. Yeah, it's terrible. Like, <laughs> it's, it just goes so wrong. It doesn't. Somebody missed their spot and didn't know what to do. Like a guy does like a back handspring into a, a moonsault or whatever and completely misses the guy, but the guy sells it anyway. <laughs> yeah. You want to get up and think on your feet with that one. Yeah, maybe He missed the move. He, he completely missed. Maybe just uh, throw a couple boots on him or something. I don't know. It's that Tai Chi where he hits you with the ball. Yeah. yeah he, I do can you. <laughs> I love seeing those where the guy. Have you seen the one where the guy's trying to knock the guy with the energy and punches him? Is <laughs> that the Kung Fu stuff? Uh, well, yeah, kind of. But the. <laughs> See if I can find it here. Yeah, there's a lot of. I mean, the matches were actually good. They had uh, what they call psychology. The, the, most of it made sense. Unlike uh, the first couple that we did, it was just all. It didn't seem like. I mean, it didn't seem thrown together, but matches just for the <laughs> sake of matches are weird, you know. Delusional energy shield master dares martial artist to punch him. Hmm. Okay, hold on. We got yeah, I've seen that shit before. Yeah, this is fucking hilarious. So there's no way we're not watching this. Delusional energy field master. Is that what he says? Yes. Give me them hands. Give me them hands. Okay, he's, he's got he's, the energy. He's setting up. Oh, oh <laughs> slap you. Okay, okay, okay. This guy looks like Doctor Strange. Oh, he's going to give him them. Oh, where's your energy field now? Energy field now, fucking Optimus Slime. He did take that shot pretty good, though. Yeah, yeah, but he's trying to shake it off. I mean, that's great, but the energy field was supposed to protect him from that, right? It was. (laughs) 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 I like that. God, that was brutal. Jesus Christ. It's like, um, I mean, we've showed one here before, like the, the Kung Fu master that his students all know to take the, yeah, to go along with the them. MMA guy comes in and beats the dog shit out Some of him. Some 22-year-old MMA guy that just got out of uh, high school or college wrestling and yeah. he's learning striking. He comes in, double legs, and starts putting elbows in his eyes. God. I, I can't. <laughs> Was he supposed to do that? I mean, could he? I mean, what's the? I mean, they asked him to fight him. Right. So, that's the Them's the brakes, I suppose. Yeah. You know what they say. Them's the grits. <laughs> Just start wailing on the Fiddle dee dee, Verna. I'm, I'm, referencing, uh, <laughs> I'm referencing Erna's family album. His, uh, his cousin, Ace Whirl, who was a riverboat uh, gambler. <laughs> Stick with me, darling. You will be wearing buffalo chips a size of diamonds. <laughs> <laughs> he has a cigar, keeps burning her face. Ernest's family album. What is that? You've a, never heard of this? I mean, I've he heard did, of Ernest. It was back in the day when Ernest, before he got Jim Varney, before he got really popular. He was still doing like local commercials. And Basically, stuff. yes. And he did this thing called Ernest Family Album where he did a bunch of characters and they were so, some of them were so goddamn funny. Ace World was funny, but the funniest was Billy Boogie World. Have I ever showed you this? I don't think so. Okay. Well, we're getting into this because it is fucking great. Billy Boogie Billy World. Billy Boogie World. Hmm. Interdasting. Hmm. And this is Jim Varney's characters? Yes. From the mind of Jim Varney. Billy Boogie Whirl. First thing that came up. All right, here we go. Hopefully no commercial. Well, gotta go through this little room. Hey, Vern, guess what? I was just up in my attic, and you won't believe what I found. This is around the time of the Shop a Minute commercials. Mm-hmm. Tell. 
Let me see if I can. Seems like he's at a. Uh, he's running a, a scrambler. Yeah. He's a carny. Ah. Of course. When reality recedes in a blur of blind and speed, leaving your earthly body behind, leaving you to skate with your mind. Feel the boogie begin and rush from way down deep. I like in this alternate reality, carnies are like the ultimate dude. I know, right? When his family, he says he's the most talented man in the world. Family. Captain Billy's gonna take you out of sight. Oh, youngster. That's creepy as fuck. This is so eighties. The most eighties. This is seventies, early eighties. Then you better wish upon a star, because Captain Billy's gonna make you sicker than you are. <laughs> okay, that's enough of that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it might be uh, not as funny as you remembered. I still think it's funny. I still laugh. <laughs> I mean, I don't think it's genius or anything, but I don't know. But uh, goddamn, what were we talking about before? We- Let's talk about Jim Varney for a second. Guy was really talented. He could sing. He was he's comedic. He had good timing. Um, he's actually a pretty good actor when you really get down to it. Never seen him in anything but earnest stuff, though. At least not me. I mean, I've, I've well, he was fine. he was on Roseanne briefly, and really? yeah, and uh, he never really got a chance to do anything else because that was like he could be on one trick pony, you know, because that's nobody really cared to see him in anything else, and he he Jesus actually Christ, died he was before he fifty when he died. Yeah, exactly. Oh, he was in Toy Story, duh. Yeah. Who did he play in that? The dog? I think he was the dog, yeah. Yeah. Oh, man, that ma- that's that makes me sad. Lost Empire. Uh, Daddy and them. Atlantis, the Lost Empire. Yep. Jebediah Allardyce, Cookie Farnsworth. <laughs> He's in Toy Story, Treehouse Hostage, Three Ninjas, High Noon at Mega Mountain. Ernest in the Army. The worst one. Hercules TV series. Oh my god, really? One episode of The Simpsons in 98 I remember that, he was a carny He was Cooter He was a carny, and him and his son uh, Built the Simpsons out of their house He was in uh, Duckman An episode, Ernest Goes to Africa Oh my god, I have to see Ernest Goes to Africa You've never heard of Ernest Ernest Goes to Africa? I think I've heard of it, but I just forgot about it Painful Ernest Goes to Camp is the best one A couple episodes of Roseanne Toy Story video game Slam Dunk Ernest Okay Ernest Scared Stupid Ernest Goes to School Ernest Saves Christmas Ernest Rides Again Your World As I See It Which is a short For an Ernest short Yep Of course he was Jed Camp Clampett In the Beverly Hillbillies movies I forgot about that He actually had A fair amount of success Yeah he did pretty good Especially for only being 50 Ernest Goes to Splash Mountain TV movie That's gotta be painful I'm sure it was like a a Disney movie, probably eight o'clock on a Sunday night or something. It took a sinister connotation. Do you hear about this uh, this water slide where the guy didn't think about the dimensions and a kid got get decapitated coming down on coming off of it, uh, and then he ran from the cops? Is this real? Yes, it oh. really happened. When was this? Oh, I can't remember, but it's one of those slides that was like ridiculously high, and then you were sitting on a thing, and there's. 
if you had just leaned a little bit this way or a little bit this way or overcorrected, you would have fallen off of it. It's nuts. They should never be. How people didn't get killed on those all the time, I have no idea. Jesus. You know, uh, Disneyland, if somebody gets killed at Disneyland, they perform CPR on them and uh, put them in a in a ambulance and pronounce them dead off the property so they can say nobody's ever died at Disneyland. Well, yeah, of course. <laughs> Such a Disney thing to do. It is. They're just. Oh, God. A lot of evil there hidden behind a lot of wholesomeness. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Big. It's a a conglomerate. I mean, it's. Yeah. I mean, besides Walt being Uncle Walt being a fucking. Yeah. Anti-Semite. God, that's one of the best bits on Family Guy. (laughs) Mr. Disney. Are the Jews still alive? Yeah. Put me back in. (laughs) (laughs) Are the Jews still alive? Fuck, what, are we, what do you want to talk about? I'm having a hard time. I'm tired. Um, anything we can talk about the... F- well, no. There's something that terrible. terrible. Well, not terrible, I, I don't guess, but just shitty as fuck coming out of the Trump White House, of course. No. They were having a meeting, and some lady said uh, they were talking about the vote for Haspel for the CIA, which, who, by the way, oversaw, oversaw torture of including a pregnant woman. Um, she had it coming. She was a brown person. Of course, she had it coming. And her kid was going to be a brown person, too. Um, But anyway, uh, then one of them said, well, John McCain will never approve this because he was tortured. And a woman spoke up and said, well, he'll be dead anyway soon. He'll be dead soon anyway. And just in the shittiest fucking way possible. And nobody will apologize. Nobody, you know, Trump is such a piece of shit that he just refuses to apologize about anything. That's Roger Stone bullshit. Why would he apologize? He didn't say it. Well, because that's something that it comes from the top down. You have to make sure that you distance yourself from that to at least have the appearance of propriety and politeness. I mean, that's just that's just civilized society. He's never been interested in that. I know, but I'm <laughs> saying that's part that's part partial part of his fucking problem. And then that fucking lazy eye bitch. Uh, uh, what's her name? Uh, Sarah Sarah Huckabee fuckhead. She gets up there and, and won't apologize and says, "I'm not going to acknowledge a, a leak. It's a leak." It's like it wasn't a close meeting, you stupid twat. <laughs> it was fucking. You know, they're just awful people, dude. They're they're the they have destroyed civility in in this country. I know there was a thin veneer of it anyway, but they're just all the way. You know, they're just, they're awful human beings. So, I think they're all awful. Anybody that. Wants to rule over other people. You're awful. I understand. That's why the old thing, the old adage, don't ever give somebody the crown who actually wants it. That's what I've always, that's what I've been saying for a couple of years. If you want to be president, you shouldn't be allowed to be president. Exactly. Or fucking county commissioner for that matter. Whatever it is, you shouldn't be allowed to do it. These things shouldn't exist. If you're goaded into it and you feel like it's your responsibility, then you should have it. You know, if you have... It's, if it's a political aspiration like Ted Fuckhead Cruz, God, what a piece of shit. He's the worst. Uh, he is, isn't getting he? Getting cucked by Trump, like Trump talking all that shit, and then he's out making calls for oh, Trump. Oh, yeah, it shows him in the Trump-Pence fucking, oh, man. I tell you, who else got cucked by Trump was uh, I'm using cuck now. They're, oh, yeah. they're all getting cucked. Yeah. <laughs> Mitt Romney. Oh, yeah. Did you see that picture? He's sitting there like sheepishly looking at the camera. <laughs> I guess I like you now. That's pretty good Mitt Romney. It's not bad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like a somewhat good joker. I'm pretty good. <laughs> Binders full of women. 
Binders full of women? Binders full of women. Okay. You know that you remember that? The uh they're talking about advancing women and in, in whatever, and he said, I have binders filled with women that we're gonna try and make job offers to. Like That's he was literally trying to say the right thing and it just sounded dumb. Yeah, yeah and then he said something really it wasn't even that bad, but it got taken. I, I, well For, well the forty eight percent thing. Yeah. Forty eight percent of people don't pay taxes and don't vote anyway. So All right. it's actually more like seventy. But I've said this before, and I and I and I'm sticking by this. We actually do owe Donald Trump a a debt of gratitude. He has galvanized and the electorate like nobody else. Everybody's sheer hatred of him and of the of the Republicans in general. That's the silver lining of this thing. It's the the lights getting shown on how bad these people actually are and how evil they are. So hopefully, it topples the whole fucking thing. Well, you have to have a system. If you have you a don't. if you have a country this nah, large, ah, bull weather, ah, pickle shoes. <laughs> That's twice you've used that one. I know. Ah, peaches. Twice you've used that one too. Find another one. Ah, cinnamon and gravy. That's disgusting. I know. Works. Fucking <laughs> 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 pickle shoes. But, um, <laughs> Speaking of assholes, uh, you saw uh, Andy Andy Richter's yeah. tweet about that. It didn't make me mad, but like, man, that's uh, that's pretty gross. The way I think he put. Correct that. me if I'm wrong. It is it that people don't care, or am I? Do I have some acumen at calling people out on Twitter and not Andy Richter? He didn't give a fuck. But the people I talked to afterwards, who you know, talk shit and then I rationally explain why they're wrong, and then they don't reply. Well, they're not going to reply anyway. But chances are they were. Uh, I wouldn't imagine there being a lot of bots on his. No, that person was. I looked at at her uh, thing. She was a genuine person. She didn't like what I had to say. And then I got into it with a guy who called unions straight out of the Communist Manifesto. And I said, well, they're not. And here's the reason. And then he had a snarky answer back. I'll actually, t- I'll t- uh, bring that one up. I don't know if you saw that one. Well, anyway, uh, Andy Richter's tweet said white people in West Virginia are going to vote for a rich guy who went to jail for killing coal miners largely because he isn't ashamed to be a bigot in public. It seems as long as the GOP is willing to coddle racists, poor white folks will continue to bottom for people who literally kill them. Basically, he says, we get fucked in the ass. Yeah. But, which, you know, he's not wrong. No, I mean. But he doesn't he, know what he's Don, talking about. Oh, that's what we didn't talk about. Dandy Don. 20% of the vote. We can build on that. You want to hear more? Here at the Don Blankenship experience. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, we broke kayfabe. Um, okay, this guy, he said, uh, besides being derived from the Communist Manifesto, unions are rife with their own corruption where many unions leaders draw in salaries in hundreds of thousands or millions, but further, there must be an inequality problem, which we don't have. We have an inflation problem. That is demonstrably false. No. Which one, the, the inequality or the... Uh, the Communist Manifesto with the unions being in on the Communist that's not true. Um, the union leaders draw salaries hundreds of thousands of millions, that's true. That's 100% that is, true. That is 100% true. And I was willing to give him that. I was trying to engage him in discussion, but he was trying to be an asshole. And then I put, uh, and I put before unions, my grandparents weren't given American money as, as payment. Corruption exists, but the overall deal is sound and arguably necessary. And then he said, Congress passed the Fair Labor Act in 1938, and labor unions began during the, the Industrial Revolution. So your grandparents, grandparents started working when? Basically calling me a liar. And I said, uh, 
they worked in the coal mines in the 30s when the coal companies called unionist communists and kept them out. And then I, then I said, uh, here are coal company houses where my family and, and aunt said, which did you live? <laughs> and then I said, here's unions, here's coal mine script. I you didn't know, see all this. D- just it's... giving him examples, and he shut the fuck up. And he's a real arguer. Like, I, I saw a couple of his threads, and he just backed out of that one. He's like, I can't win this, so I'm just going to back out. Yeah, people don't understand. I showed my, my mom knows about all this, but I showed her Blood on the Mountain. Mm-hmm. And I showed it to her yesterday. And she's like, yeah, this is, this is this real. This is common knowledge. This yeah. is, it's not. <laughs> Even people here don't know it. Oh, yeah, but our families do. Like, uh, mom, I was talking to mom and Aunt Marilyn about this, and she's like, yeah. They're like, yep, coal mine script, you know, talking about mom growing up at that era, and uh, her dad worked in a coal mine. He died of black lung. You know, we're coal mining family. You know, I'm I'm not against coal mining necessarily. I'm, I'm against the fact that the fuckers won't take care of their miners and won't clean up their mess. And, you know... But I know what you're saying. Yeah, that's not. I got into an argument. A guy told me in in, in Ohio that I was bald faced lying about about there being coal mine script and stuff. He's like, that can't be true. It's true. I said it's not. So I went home and I got my copy of Mate One and I put it in his face. I said, watch this tonight and bring it back to me tomorrow. And he brought it back and he's like, I had no idea, man. I'm sorry. I was like, it's okay. I was like, you think there might be a better source than a movie that. Can people it was, no? It's that's going to hold somebody's attention. Well, that's true, and it's not really made up. I mean, it's it has actual James Earl Jones character was is a real person. A few clothes Johnson was a real guy, and so were most of the characters in the movie. I don't know if Joe Kennahan was actually a real guy. He might have been just a representation of a the conglomeration, union, yeah, of the union reps trying to get in and and get the coal mines. You know, Mother Jones was she's real. Oh yeah, and she, but she was not in it. But she was sent. She sent people in and came herself to talk. Somebody needs to really do a, doc, a movie or documentary about her. You know, I um, imagine there probably are. Well, you know what I mean, but a, a, like a big one. one. You know, and um, you know the story of the coal miners and the fact that and 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 I then I said, I, well, I have it right here. After that, people don't know. That the company owned the house, and if the husband died in the mine, he he was left there, and the family was evicted from the house. They don't know. They don't know that if if um, somebody injured a, a donkey, he would be fired, and they would be evicted from the house. Yeah. And the Hawk's Nest Tunnel, you know about that, right? Yeah, of course. Of course. I mean, powers where you work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thousands of black people died building that. No, not just black people. I mean. I but mean, Irish it was people. Everybody died, yeah. but they said mainly it was black people, and they're just buried up on a hill somewhere in Golly. <laughs> Fucking insane! Oh, they just were dragging them out and stacking them yep. beside, beside the entrance. <laughs> there was people. There was people employed just to drag people out and stack them, and then go back in and take their job. Well, then you had this idiot say, uh, "West Virginians are the worst people on the planet." I you know, know. Yeah. And then I said, "My grandparents were not even able to get American money for their backbreaking labor." Do yourself a favor. Educate yourself on the worst people on the planet. And then I said, well, I work in a blue-collar job in southern West Virginia. I literally cannot find a single blanket-ship reporter among my coworkers. He gets laughed at and revulsion from a nearly unanimous course of people pigeonholed in this statement. Because they're, as I've said before, ad nauseum, white people in Appalachia are the last group it's okay to make fun of. Because we, we deserve it. Because we're all dumb hillbillies. And they, they don't even get the bitter irony of it that it's okay. It's not okay to say that about any other group. But we don't count because we're white and we're poor. Now, if we were rich and poor, we would we're get a little bit of that. Rich co- and white. 
or rich and white. Yeah, sorry. Rich and white, we would get a little bit of that pig fucking where you just jab at them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you're superior. But still, if, with, we had, if, we, if all the money that has been taken from here has stayed here, or half of it. It'd be the richest we'd state. Be the richest, we'd, we'd be, be richer Texas. than California. We'd be richer than Texas. I think we'd be richer than California. California has the fifth largest world economy. Yeah, but they know? also have zero resources, so we'd be richer than them, too. That's true. Well, they have wine. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> we're sitting, what you got? We're, the coal might be pretty much over with. But we're still sitting on top of oil and, and we're and we're still allowing it to be carted out. Yep. By, because of people like Don Blankenship. Well, I mean, was, all of it was bought. Have you, ever seen, have you ever seen the old 1980s interviews with him where he has a full head of hair? Yeah, and just, what people don't seem to understand is the capitalist economy. I mean, that's, that, that is absolute. Bad for the business. Oh, God. And he's right. It is bad for the business. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying that Jesus he's not an intelligent Christ. man. I'm saying he's an evil man. Oh, I think he is pure evil. Yeah. There's some people I can look and, and be like, well, I mean, he's he, he's just doing what's best for this or that like we said he's a he's a in the long run it's going to help everybody but he's this. a psychopath sociopath like he has no he has no emotion about when anything they say most ceos are sociopath whichever one you can be and not be a murderer right most ceos they have that type of will and desire where they'll work 60 80 hours a week and not have any sort of personal life right just to just to move up like they have whatever that is most ceos yeah, they say the psychological makeup of a CEO and a serial killer are n- nearly identical. It just probably just takes one thing. Yeah, one tweak. <laughs> yeah. One well, one. I know I can't murder people and burn them up in acid, but I can have somebody else do that. Yeah, I can build a, a mine and not follow up with the safety regulations or whatever it is. And then lie bald face and said it wasn't my fault. It was Obama's fault. And then I can invite Ted Nugent and Sean Hannity to a <laughs> rally and wear American flag clothes down to my fucking socks. You stupid, worthless fuck. And there hasn't been a, not, I don't even want a retraction from Andy Richter, but he hasn't even recognized that he didn't win. He was so sure in that little tweet that, he, that, that Don Blankenship was going to win in a course here. Because that, because that's, he didn't even come close. No, he got twenty percent of the vote. Which you know that seems significant, but he was in a far third place. Right, far third. And, that, and now he's doing the also uh, a total Don Blankenship thing. He won't back <laughs> like the Republican candidate. He's he's just he doesn't give a shit about the election. Really, he's going to keep attacking them and actually help the Democrat into the office. Which is Joe Manchin, who's going to win? Anyway. Of course, he's such a piece of shit too. Though. Yeah, he really fucking is. I hate him so much. I don't yeah, like. I don't yeah, like who him. doesn't? I mean, he's what? Who? He's, I, I know very little about the woman that ran against him. She's pretty great. I mean, she's. I voted for, her and um, I, didn't know the, I didn't know the election was this week. So I, yeah, I found out about it, like literally when I got home from work and the polls were already closed. Right. Oh, great, <laughs> cool. <laughs> um. She was comes from a coal mining family. Uh, lost so many of her family members to black lung, uh, a couple of mine disasters, shit like that, um, and just has turned on it. Basically, said, you know, we don't have to worship a black rock in this state anymore. And she got thirty percent of the vote. Next time, That's, she could possibly win. Yes. The worm will turn. I mean, that's one of my favorite sayings in Platoon. Keep your pecker hard and your powder dry, and the worm will turn. <laughs> Imagine such a piece of garbage. 
Like he loves me whenever he forced us to play. Marshall I knew his uh, his uncle. I knew his uncle. Hey, James, James Mansion, mm-hmm. child molester. Really? Yeah, I didn't know that. He used to send cars around to gather up kids and bring them to, to the uh, to the uh, fucking uh, governor's mansion and fuck them. I didn't. I knew him in as much as he came to Papal's funeral. Um, Papal was a. It was, his funeral was standing room only. I mean, it was Golly Bridge. That church in Golly Bridge was a sizable venue. It was a sellout. Huh? It was a sellout. I mean, you don't sell tickets to a funeral. It's a figure of speech, you fucking bitch. <laughs> did you just call me a fucking dipshit? Sure did. Well, all right. <laughs> yeah, that's what I've heard about A. James Mansion. I don't know. I'm sure. Well, Arch Moore was there, too. Arch Moore's a big piece of yeah, shit, Yeah, huge. Big was, old piece of shit. I mean, Shelly, I'll ta- Shelly Moore? Capito? Don't know. Her. Also, big piece of shit. Well, yeah, she's that's his daughter. Yeah, Archmore. I don't think I met payoffs her. from the fucking coal mines. Mm-hmm. <sighs> he sent. He spent time in prison. They all took payoffs, I guess. Yeah, I mean, name me one. <laughs> you show me a governor in the state that hasn't taken a mine payoff. <laughs> you will. Bob Wise. <laughs> what? He used to dance Gaston down the Caperton. St- he used to dance down the street at the Potato Festival in Somersville, and everybody loved him. Bob Wise. <laughs> Cecil Underwood. <laughs> I don't, you know. It's my, it's my uncle. Is it? Uh, probably. Sure. They're, I mean, the, in this state, having the same last name, probably. Yeah. <laughs> We're somewhere related. Well. Yeah, I don't remember any any of these, uh, their policies, but I just, I remember thinking I remember Bob Wise dad, was, seemed like a nice guy. I don't know. I remember my dad and my grandpa fighting vociferously over politics, sitting at the kitchen table. It was uncomfortable. They, and I understand why now. I didn't get it when I was a kid because I try, I would sit there and try to listen and try to follow up. I was just a kid. I don't get it. I would just know, well, he looks nice in his picture. <laughs> I met, let's see, I met Jay Rockefeller. I met. He's a big piece of shit. I don't think he is. He probably is. I, well, he's a carpetbagger. He's a rocket. That's he's for sure. Fella. He was actually. I think he was actually a good guy. Probably, but he was just a carpetbagger. So, yeah. um, but some carpetbaggers are good. Like they, they do that so they can run and, and try to make a difference because they know they can't make any inroads where they're at. I understand that and respect it somewhat if they're a good person. If you're doing it just because you want to be a person in power and be a a jerk off. Yeah, that sucks. But, I mean, I'd have to look up Jay Rockefeller. He is a Rockefeller. There is probably something in his past that's not good. Probably. I mean, but it's just, you know. What about Bird? I think that uh, Robert Bird was a good man. I think that he played the, the Washington game better than anybody. And I do think that his apologies for his KKK days are sincere. Like the that's, week he was in the KKK? Yeah, exactly. And that's what every every right? fucking time I hear that idiot Paris Denard bring that up. I want Well, for one thing, I just want to beat his ass. I can't stand that motherfucker. That's because you're racist. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> not only because of that. <laughs> that's not the lone reason. No. Not racist at all, but I do think that he is just, if you see interviews with this guy, he is a wormy, slimy little bastard. He's just, he's he's the worst person I think I've ever seen as a commentator. And Trump has all the worst people. <laughs> he, he has he has that idiot, uh, Katrina Pearson, who is just uh, soulless. You talk about somebody, you look in their eyes and they're soulless, she has no soul. You, uh, but she he, can fuck, though. Oh, God, she's <laughs> built like a brick shithouse. <laughs> Uh, you have Diamond and Silk, who are just they—they they might as well—they might as well get in blackface, even though they are black, and and scamper around, and you know, to demonstrate their sprightliness. 
you know, it's they're absolute embarrassments to the black community. And I've heard so from more than one black friend. They're like, wow, these motherfuckers are something else. And, you know, I was talking to a guy I work with and he brought and I mentioned Paris to Norton. That's not a common name. He got mad. He's like that motherfucker. He can't, <laughs> like, I mean, he follows politics. He, he despises Trump. And as most black folks do. And, um, the fact that you have a guy like that who is he even defended the statement that the woman made about John McCain. He knows the McCain family. He's from Arizona. Oh, God. He's that kind of sycophant where, you know, one of my favorites is Tara Setmeyer. She's a, a bigger, real pretty black lady uh, who's a Republican. And, oh, every time they talk, she takes his ass to task. Just it's brutal. And he sits there and he gets this. This shrug, you know, this that Republican shrug where they, you know, and he says things like this. So you're president. He still won. He says that. That's the essence of the his argument at the end. He basically says nanny, nanny, boo, boo. I'm ba- better than yes, you. he does. Stick your head in doo doo. Yes. Fantastic. Yeah. I like him already. <laughs> <laughs> I think he'd be entertained. My by, man. I think he'd be entertained <laughs> by because you don't take such umbrage as I do. <laughs> I take a lot of. I, if I was on one of these, one of these, I would just start laughing at him. I'd be like, <laughs> he, he said he still won. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! I take the most umbrage. You're the you're the you're the umbrage taker. Yeah. You're, you're the umbrage taker. Boom! <laughs> to think of something to get me mad about. My this. God, King! It's the umbrage taker. <laughs> <laughs> Do, and wait a second. Does uh, doesn't fuck it? Yeah, that's a great one. Doesn't uh, fucking Don Blankenship look like Percy Pringle? He does. Oh man! <laughs> Somebody actually, I believe, made a meme of that. Them side by side. I'm bridge taker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. I I'm love bridge it. Taker. That is going to be in the tagline at the beginning of every show. Vanilla Gorilla. I'm bridge taker. I'm bridge taker. <laughs> oh, it's great. It's the umbridge taker saving Stone Cold. <laughs> Let's do favorite things or something. Yeah, let's do it. Raindrops on roses and whiskers on kittens, bright copper kettles and warm woolen mittens. I'm just picturing you dressed up as the Undertaker, circa 1993. So underwhelming. Your purple gloves. I'm so short. (laughs) God. All right, let's do favorite things. What do you got? Oh, I've actually thought about this week. I watched uh, Singles again, and I'm not going to go into the soundtrack, even though it's great. I'm going to the fact that I love that cast. Like, um, for one thing, they're all really gorgeous people. Oops. Which one is that? That's not it. There we go. And I think I know what you're going to play. That's one of them. I thought you were going to play State of Love and Trust. Um, Kira Sedgwick back then was an odd looking smoke show uh, just so cute too. and um, Matt Dillon you know great as Cliff just <laughs> where they're reading that and then you know everybody in Pearl Jam Stone and uh, Eddie Vedder and Eddie Vedder and Jeff Ahmed are sitting there he's like I don't want to sit, read anything hear anything uh, negative so they're reading the whole article and they're looking at him 
other than that, ably backed by uh, Stone and Jeff, Eddie Vedder on the drums. <laughs> and Eddie's like, a compliment for us is a compliment, is a compliment for, for you. you. <laughs> a compliment for us is a compliment for you. I remember they're really high and they're watching like a, a nature documentary. <laughs> <laughs> I well, want to get stoned with Eddie Vedder. That'd be awesome. Good God. Because he's, he's been stoned with Tom Petty. He's been stoned with all of the Who. Willie? Yeah. Willie, Na- Willie Nelson? Definitely. Awesome. Willie Nelson covered one of Pearl Jam songs. Oh, that's awesome, dude. Uh, there's that group. Stoned with Neil Young. There's that group of mu- musicians that are just awesome people. You can tell. That's why they get to meet their heroes, and their heroes are also also awesome people. Yeah. Like, he's he's performed with everybody they liked growing up. That's uh, pretty good, much. Good for him, man. I, I mean, I really like it. He's put him on tour with yeah. him. Like, um... Guided by Voices. Remember Guided by Voices? Yes. He put the the lead singer, the guy that wrote all the songs for Guided by Voices on tour with him. Turned me into a bit of a fan. I was like, oh, Jesus. Let me, uh, well, if we're talking about soundtrack as well, though, let me, uh, let me throw one at you here. Yeah, the fucking single soundtrack was fucking... Arguably one of the best soundtracks. With amazing songs. Yeah, Even the ones that are, like, you know, not so well-known. Let me see. I know which one I'm going to get. I've already got my next one lined up. <laughs> this is the opening song, and it's a great song. Please, no ad. Fucking great, man. And then it's got, I love, this is such a Cameron Crowe, arguably fine as well. Is this... That's what I was going to pick next. Just like the card? Yeah. Well, I actually like this one better because I like that. Well, for one thing, it's the panorama. It shows all the Who all the this? Seattle stuff. Paul Westerberg. Oh, yeah. So the same guy. Yeah. Well, and all of his stuff, well, I think, sounds alike, you know, but in a good way. Um, Bridget Fonda is so cute in that movie. And, uh, and you know, the guys are really handsome and they're... You know, it's just a really, really good movie. Um, but it's also one of those, and this leads into my next favorite thing, um, tragedy. Like, because, yeah, well, that's such a good song, too. Um, Kira Sedgwick and Campbell Scott, you know, start seeing each other, and she gets screwed over at first, and then he's really interested in her, and then she's not so interested. Well, she's interested, but she doesn't. she's afraid of being hurt, so she shoots him down. And then they just keep running into each other, and finally he convinces her, and they get into this thing where they're really in love. And then she gets pregnant, and they're going through this light, and they get T-boned, and she loses the baby. And how long did she look for it? (laughs) 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 It went flying. Um... Like no, but, Brian, but then <laughs> that guy could really fly, brother. He's like he had wings or something, brother. <laughs> she named it Fly Brian, dude. Um, <laughs> we're Bengals types, dude. <laughs> he looked like Sammy Hagar's younger brother, dude. He looked just like Sammy Hagar's younger brother, brother. <laughs> anyway, uh, she lost the baby. But before, well, uh, let me go back. There's one of the funniest moments in the movie is when um, 
he, he's checking out with all the fucking uh, pregnancy tests. And the guy running the the uh, the uh, the clerk running the place is fucking uh, Jeremy Piven. Yeah, and then he's like, he's like, a, he's talking to him. He's really annoying. He's like, you're the only guy. He's like, hey, I remember you, man. He's like, you're the only guy I knew who could mix up Elvis Costello and Public Enemy. What's so wrong with peace, peace, peace? He's like being really loud. The guy's like, he's like, man, you already covered. We're having a rager. But you might be busy. <laughs> it's, I mean, Jeremy Piven, I know there's stories about him and stuff, and he seems like he would be a, a twat. But they'd be fun to hang out. He's with. really fucking funny and always has been. He's jacked now, too. Is he? Oh, yeah. He always has kind of been kind of muscular. Pretty beefy. Is he? He got big. He's just jacked. He I mean, lost his hair. It's kind of hard for him to get roles now unless right. it's like some sort of comic relief, which is, you know, what, do you want to be a leading man? That's a lot of press. Yeah. Just be the comic relief. Be the Zach Galifianakis. Be, be, the, the, be the gay best friend. Yeah. Yeah. can't imagine him playing the gay best friend. No. That's a Patton Oswalt thing. Yeah. <laughs> That was one of Patton Oswalt's best bits when he said he wanted to play the gay best friend, but he wanted to play him really dumb because gay people in movies are magical quip machines and yeah. always have answers for everything. He said, he said, I want to play him with the same gay best friend rhythms, but I just don't want him to have anything profound or helpful to yeah, say. Yeah, he doesn't add anything. <laughs> yeah, you, sweetie, when your two friends get together, you, you're like the, was it the, the three guys with the guns? <laughs> They're called musketeers. I was that close. <laughs> God, he's great. Uh, the uh, the umbridge taker. <laughs> God, that's giving you the giggles. My favorite thing. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a favorite thing, or I was going to go into the second um, one? Uh, the new season or Barry? Have you have you heard about Barry? I have not. It is. Uh, a uh, Bill Hader vehicle on HBO. I've seen the thing. It's got the lettering from Big Daddy. He's a, uh, a hitman who wants to become an actor, and he takes God, that's, that's, acting that's class. That's him written all over it. It is very funny. It's yeah, very good. I, I love Bill Hader. Bill Hader's awesome. Yeah, he's very funny. My favorite role he's in is Adventureland, where he got plays a guy who runs it's the place. Great. <laughs> Kristen Wiig, that that guy chasing Jesse Eisenberg, and that's the best. Fucking! I, I'm not trying to cut in on this, but I'm just saying the 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 funniest moment is she just reaches out and grabs his bat and tosses up, and he gets it out of the air. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here! He's screaming at the guy. <laughs> we well, anyway. can just say Bill Hader's favorite thing. I mean, think about his role as the cop in um, him and uh, Seth Rogen as the cops in fucking uh, the fucking teen sec the last good teen sec super bad super bad. The last good team? Yeah. I haven't seen a really good no, movie. No, it's not been. That was a good movie. It's a fucking great movie. They wrote that when they were kids. I know. 13 years old. It makes old. me so fucking sick. I'm sure they had to do some rewrites. Well, of course. I mean, I, the essence I'm sure of the it was thing, a lot different. Yeah, the essence of the thing is. Because they didn't really know what. I'd be pissed off if fucking James Gunn wrote Guardians of the Galaxy reading Marvel Comics when he was nine. <laughs> like, fuck you. <laughs> you son of a bitch. He even, he even storyboarded the Groot thing. I'm like. <laughs> I'll never be that good at anything. You know what? My favorite uh, thing might be um, the intro of Guardians of the Galaxy in um, in the Infinity War. Yeah, where they come into this song. Oh shit! I forgot about that. Fucking incredible! Fucking rubber band man. Yeah, Are you kidding me? Is that the stylistics? The Detroit Spinners. 
Huh. I like the fact that she was singing it too. She's like, yeah, fucking uh, what are what's it? Gamora, Gamora. It's fucking great, dude. It's those movies. I, I I love Marvel movies. They're, I mean, that's a favorite thing. They're, they they've it seems to be a constant. They've favorite. not made a yes. Well, why they, not? They, they deserve it, I suppose. I mean, ten years of great movies. How many of them now? Thirty-four of them now. Is it really thirty-four of them? I thought it was around that number. All right, let's count them down. Incredible Hulk. Iron Man one, two, and three. Iron Man one, two, three. Captain America one, one two, two, and three. Um, so far we're at seven. Four, one, two, and three. There's ten. ten. Ant Man. That's eleven. Guardians of the Galaxy one, two, and three. And there's one, no, two. one and two. That's thirteen. Thirteen. Um. Uh, Black Panther. Black Panther. Fourteen. Uh, I was probably way off on this. I mean, there's a shitload. Um, Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange. Fifteen. Spider Man. Spider Man. Sixteen. Are we missing any right so far? Fuck. Why are we doing this? <laughs> it seems it's fun to try to remember. Um. Well, there's also plenty shitloads more to come. There's Ant Man and the Wasp. Captain Marvel, I think, is going to be. You know what? I, it's set in the '90s. I can't wait to see what they do with that. Oh, in the '90s? Yes. Oh, that's going to be great. I think she's going to be. It, it's going to be set on Cree on the Cree homeworld because it, there's actually those are the gold people in Guardians, right? No, that's the Sovereigns. The Cree are the ones that Ronan the Accuser was a blue one. Okay, you told the me. The other Cree are just. Right, look like regular people. Yeah, I think we've discussed it. But Captain Marvel is one of the one of the just regular looking ones, and he passes his powers to her. And he's like, he was Marvel Superman for a long time. So, okay, all movies. I want to see that movie again? Let me be honest. But fucking Deadpool comes out this week, so I'm going to go see that. Well, next we week. can't count those. Oh uh, man, I know they don't count. All right, here we go. Avengers: Infinity War, Black Panther, Thor: Ragnarok, Spider Man: Homecoming. Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, the three—the three that we left off were the three Avengers movies. Yeah, <laughs> Doctor Strange, so Captain America: Civil War, Ant Man, Avengers: Age of Ultron, Guardians of the Galaxy, Captain America: Winter Soldier, Iron Man Three, Thor: The Dark World, Marvel's The Avengers, Captain America: First Avenger, Thor, Iron Man Two, The Incredible Hulk, and Iron Man. That's probably markedly less than thirty-three. It's nineteen, I think. Okay. With shitloads more to come. Yeah. Now, if you want to go through the entire thing with the. The Fantastic Four. And, no, we're not doing that. They don't count. And uh, all the X Men. Dog shit. No, the X Men movies are good. Well, we but they're, they're not together with this though. No, it's a it's a different. But you were you were thinking that it's would, possible that we might see Deadpool and or Wolverine, Wolverine. in uh, yeah, and and we still might. I think he might make a brief. That's why he's got the scratchy chin. Yeah, the like, scratchy chin. Like he's gonna be brought in. Like they're gonna acknowledge the fact that nobody has heard about him because it's a different reality. You know, he's gonna be. Well, if you remember uh, from the movie, more spoilers, even though we spoiled the goddamn shit out of it last week. Yeah. Um, Dr. Strange said he's ran all those possible scenarios, and this is the only one that'll work. Right. So they're going to win. I just don't know how. Well, they have to win because Thanos will under will, will realize that's what the end of that movie is. The end of that movie is the end of the second one. Guarantee it. He's going to realize that he... Got the ultimate power, and he's actually, I don't think, at heart, a bad person. Or whatever he is. 
well, he's a person. He's just not a human being. You know, he's a, a human being. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's he's trying to do it for the good of everyone because he saw his entire his people he's suffer and die. Yes, he's Bill Burr. <laughs> I know. I didn't realize that. The, the, if you didn't bring a pencil, you're already out. I didn't realize that it had been that point had been made a lot, but almost every one of his specials, you know, he talks about getting rid of half of humanity yeah. for the good of everyone. Getting rid of eighty five percent of you. <laughs> yeah, they're gonna get rid of me. Yeah. I'm gonna have to walk into the ocean too. <laughs> He's great. I was watching the beginning of Walk Your Way Out the other day. God, he fucking. I didn't realize that. You know, I was so caught up in it and so jazzed about it that I didn't really. I haven't watched it again. And yeah. I've watched all his other specials 50 times. He really takes both Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump to task in the beginning. Oh, yeah. He, he's like, he's a fucking dope. He's just talking <laughs> about how dumb he is. <laughs> He'd be all right if he wasn't a fucking racist because he's just a dope. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, se- second favorite thing is... Uh, Anyway, watch Barry on HBO. I'm sorry, I didn't. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that's really. I mean, it's it's a weird scenario, and yeah. it's, and it's pulled off pretty well. Um, Henry Winkler, he's the acting coach. Awesome. Um, that's got awesome written all over it. Uh, who's the guy? He was. Um, if you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. He it's was Rip Torn. No, not Rip Torn. Never mind. Not that guy. He was Hank Azaria. News Radio. Um, Stephen Root. Stephen Root. He's he's also in it. He he plays the guy that sets uh, Barry up with the job. He's fucking great. I love Stephen. He's Root, great dude. in everything. Yes, I love him so much. What's his name in fucking news radio? I forget. <laughs> Jimmy James. Yes. And then his 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 uh, nemesis was Patrick Warburton. His name was Johnny Johnson. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he's awesome in it. Yeah, he that dude's just fucking hilarious. He is. He's uh he plays so many voices in uh, King of the Hill. He plays Bill Dotrieve. He plays, um, God, he plays quite a few. I can't remember all the ones offhand. Bill Dotrieve's the most important because he might be my, him and Bobby are, might be my favorite characters because they both sort of embody me. Like Bill Dotrieve's You're nothing always, like Bill Dotrieve. always want to kill himself a little bit. You're not pathetic, bit, though. I'm sort of pathetic. No, you're Look not. Me. Fuck you. <laughs> being a dick. <laughs> Shame me into feeling better about myself, I suppose. Well, that's. I mean, that's. I'm like Troy McClure. I've been in such self help space specials as Smoke Yourself Thin and Get Some Self Confidence, Stupid. You know, that was, re- <laughs> that was really like a, a thing back in the day. Is like cigarettes were an appetite present. Yes. Did you smoke your cigarettes today? Yeah. <laughs> they used to have. There was actually a Superman ashtray where it showed Superman smoking. I mean, that was a thing. Imagine the amount of nicotine Superman would need to get that creative jump. I, it killed me, though. I was reading a Superman book. Uh, it's set in like the 20s or the 30s It's called It's Superman It had a bunch of cool steampunk shit in it It's just a cool take on it And then at one point he was smoking a cigarette I'm like, nah, I can't have that Kill the book for me <laughs> Superman does not smoke He doesn't seem like he would need to No, it's, I mean uh, he, you know the guys that wrote it smoked Yeah Everybody that's ever wrote anything smoked, I think Of course and Coke uh, Adderall God, Maybe I need to Meth take a, take a whack at that and Maybe I can get my book written Probably Adderall will help. Oh, I need to bring you that uh, flash drive so you can check that out and tell me how either mediocre it is. Um, speaking of fantasy books, and, and my second favorite thing is uh, Doomed Tragic Romance. I'm reading a series called um, The Dragonlance Chronicles, written in the 80s. 
I didn't know they were written so early in the 80s. The first one, Dragon, Dragons of Autumn Twilight, came in in 1984. I was seven fucking years old. Really? Yeah, so... And it's, it's, it's one of those odd books that I, I liked it when I was a kid because it was easy to get into. But then <laughs> I couldn't get into it later because it became so complex. I was still a kid. And now I'm reading it again. I'm like, holy fuck, this is really fucking good, you know. And the saddest part about it is it has all these tragic romances weaved through the whole thing. Like there's all these different races. As there want to be in fucking fantasy, um, one of the main characters is Tannis Halfelvin. He's a product of a rape, uh, and he was raised in this elven nation called Qualanesti. They're a little bit more tall than humans, and the woman who got raped was the leader of the nation's sister. So it's his responsibility brings him in, and they showed him. They tried to show him love and affection and stuff, but there's such a fucking uh, xenophobic, and f- uh, they're 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 basically Trump people, except they're smart and beautiful. And uh, actually, they have cousins though. They broke off from another Elven nation. I'll get to them in a second. Called the Sylvan Nasty. They're even worse. Like they have no use for humans whatsoever. They won't speak to them. They won't or any other race. Like no races are are welcome. Quell Nasty welcomes other races. They they try to be a little bit more open. But his his upbringing there was very difficult because at one point he falls in love with uh, the speaker's daughter and um, Lorana, and she falls in love hard with him. Like, and he falls in love hard with her too. But then he has to go out in the world because he's just not welcome there, you know. And then he like falls Romeo and Juliet sitch, basically yes. And then, but she erodes you sitch, the <laughs> international brevenish. <laughs> Rolls on. Um, but then he falls in love with a human woman, and then it's the warring parts of his of his blood. Like, he's attracted to this human woman. She's a swordswoman. She's uh, strong, impetuous, all this stuff. She, she's really awesome. She's hot, you know. And then Lorana, though, grows up into this otherworldly, fucking gorgeous creature. <laughs> and um, there's that one. Then uh, there's this knight called the uh, uh, his name's Sturm, and Howard Sturm. <laughs> uh, hey, <yeah>. Robin, Robin, <laughs> uh, knight. Let me see think? them titties. <laughs> Let me see them chocolate titties. Robin's tits are fucking huge. Hey, Robin, Bubba Booey. Didn't you have to get them reduced? Probably. God, they were enormous at one point. Um, but anyway, he is like this really. He's actually not. Technically a knight He just his, his father was And then he inherited his, his weapons and stuff And just lived his life As a knight You know Kind of pretending But he's a really good fighter And he's he follows the code Even more than the current knights do Because they've become corrupt And all this shit Well There's a city Getting attacked by dragons And they're all running And there's this elf woman there And he protects her In this alley And then they look up And they just fall in love Immediately But she's a Sylvanesti And she's like The daughter of the roar Of that group and they're fucking xenophobic as shit. Like they, if humans cross into their borders, they usually kill them. Hmm. So there's that. Th- and that's another story. And then it just keeps. Uh, this series of books, man, are so good, and it just keeps going. They're, they're so tragic. There's so much tragedy involved, 
And um, Tannis eventually ends up with Lorana. And they're happy, you know. But then in later books, he goes through something that some half-elves go through. Some of them live to be as old as elves. Some of them live to be, you know, just slightly short of it. He's one of these, had his human blood, his elven blood basically uh, burns up. So he's getting old. And she's going to live for 500 years. So she's going to have to watch him die, you know. I'm like, can't this guy get a fucking break? Why don't you guys write this guy in some fucking happiness? And they have a kid, and the kid runs off and is co-opted into being this, uh, the leader of the Qualinesti and all this stuff. But he's basically, he's, and they've tried to protect him. It's a really great series, man. But like, I've talked about this before, and this is something interesting that happened. They wrote the first three. And then they wrote a series afterwards about Raceland, the, the, the mage, who's this really powerful guy. And there's a tragic romance there, too, because this, this cleric, this, uh, this woman who follows this god, falls in love with him. He's evil as fuck. Like, he's, he's always been a bit, he's really sickly and had gotten picked on his whole life and his brother. He's a twin. His brother's a big, burly fucker and has always taken care of him. Well, but Raceland is, his will is like, Second to none. So he marches to power and fucking to do this prophecy thing. He has to make this uh, cleric one fall in love with him. And so he does. But then he's using her at first, but then he really falls in love with her, too. And then that's a whole fucked up deal. And then his brother had become a drunk. These these books are so fucking layered. And his wife, who he had fallen in love with and they were really happy, uh, throws him out because he had become such a useless drunk. And she says, don't come back here until you get sober or don't come back at all. You know, oh, snap. Yeah. And she's like, but she's crying as she does it. And she loves him, but she can't stand seeing him how he is, you know. So there's that. All right. There's those three books. That's the legend series. Then they came back and they revisited the characters about 20 years ago and wrote this book, Dragons of Summer Flame, because the original three books were Dragons of Spring Dawning. I mean, Dragons of Autumn Twilight, Dragons of Winter Night, and Dragons of Spring Dawning. And then they wrote Dragons of Summer Flame. And I think what happened is the original company to publish those was TSR. TSR got bought out by Wizards of the Coast, the people who made magic. And I don't think they got along with Margaret Weiss and Tracy Hickman because they tried to tell them what to do. And they're like, who the fuck are you? We started this shit. We've been playing Dungeons and Dragons since the fucking 80s. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> and they had a massive difference of opinion. So they said, you're going to write this and you're going to write us one more book. And they said, okay, here's what we're going to do. And they gave them, they foolishly gave them complete creative freedom. So they fucking destroyed everything. They pulled down the pillars of the world behind them and said, have fun with that. Fuck you. And walked away. And they didn't really sell any books after that. It sort of reminds me of um, in the 80s, whenever Neil Young was doing his Neil Young thing, the record company would tell him what to do. Yeah. And like, we need like a more modern type thing, like more electronic, more like new wave. So he made like a, like an electronic album where he was, had a robot voice the entire time. (laughs) Don't tell me what to do. Yeah. And then the next one was like, we want something more classic, like, uh, like a classic rock type of thing from Okay, so I made a rockabilly album. 
<laughs> and said, "Don't tell me what to do." Yeah, <laughs> I mean, let the like Marvel has has figured this out. I always say it: let the guys that make the thing exactly. Make the I say that I say it all the time. And let girls. the people who's going to make the thing make the fucking thing. And what happens? You get great shit. Marvel has proven that over ten years, and you know who's also proved it in the dark side of that. DC because they won't let anybody fucking do anything. Well, here's the people that stay proven it. Netflix. They let the people that make the things make the things. Yeah. And most of the time, if you, it's if really you great. pick up a Netflix series, it's going to be at least halfway decent. Right. Uh, but like, uh, I can name five or ten right off the top of my head that's fu- that are fucking phenomenal. Uh, HBO. They let the people that make oh, the things make yeah. the things. Everything that they make is they pretty just fucking throw good. you money. Do it. Yeah. Fox just this week, they uh, the TV channel, Fox, they canceled... FX. No, FX, they let the people that make the things make the things. Mm. And they have good shows, Justified, fucking The Shield. Oh, yeah. Um, Sons of Anarchy. Sons, Sons of Anarchy. Yeah. So, there, there are moments in Sons of Anarchy that it doesn't get better. Right. Like, uh, storytelling, it does not get better. Right. As as with Justified, um, even their little half-hour comedy is well, always sunny, of course. Yeah, yeah. Um, Man Seeking Woman is fucking good. Married was good. Yeah. It got, it got canned. Um, uh, you're the worst. Great little sitcom, half-hour, done. And they, they let them tell the fucking stories. And, and they also don't say, we're going to do this for 15 years. They usually give them five seasons, except for Always Sunny. They'll let them go on as long as they fucking feel like. Yeah, keep, as long as you keep writing, we'll but, keep uh, producing. Fox, they canceled Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Last Man on Earth, and The Mick. Which, The Mick was uh, Caitlin Olsen's TV show. Yeah, I heard it was fucking awesome. Fucking hilarious. And uh, Last Man on Earth is Will Forte. He's the last man on Earth. And uh, at least in the first few episodes. Kristen Shaw is in that Kristen one. Kristen Shaw. Yeah. All kinds of good people are in it. It's fucking hilarious. Brooklyn Nine Nine. Why they take them off? I don't know. I have no fucking clue. Because they're a bunch of dumb fucking suits. I don't. Maybe they weren't getting ratings or something. But Brooklyn Nine Nine got picked back up by NBC. They're like, you know, we. Uh, the guy that makes Brooklyn Nine Nine has three or four other shows on NBC. So they're like, yeah. Fuck yeah, bring yeah. it over, please. Yeah, but uh, last man on earth and um, uh, was the Mick. I don't know what's gonna happen with them. But Fox those need to be picked up. Those shows are fucking funny. They have a unique ability of not seeing what they've got. They canceled Arrested <laughs> Development like three fucking times, and then Arrested Development lives on. Yeah, I think I think the next season comes out next week. How can you not love it? I'll start watching it again. It's so fucking. Well, good. they uh, they did a remix remix to the last season. Yeah. Uh, on Netflix Yeah What they did with the last season Is they They changed the format A little bit To where each episode Was about one person mm-hmm. Sort of But they did a remake. Write them out or Not really Okay I think it was just easier that way Because everybody's sort of famous now In that cast Right But they remixed it They re-edited it together So it's It's more cohesive Like a regular episode Of uh, Of uh, Arrested <laughs> Development And it's fucking great I've, my I've favorite watched, thing, at least four of the episodes, and then they they got new ones coming out next week. I think my favorite thing about the new season is when they they brought it back and they were showing a young Lucille and young it's Kristen and Wiig and Kristen Wiig and, and Seth Rogen was so terrible at trying to do an impression because he's just not a thing, but he knows that and he plays it, you know, <laughs> oh, just you know. And then Kristen Wiig is scary on fucking point, like she has yeah. got it, like she has channeled her to such a degree. I was like, did she? her up and 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 like make her you know it, it was just she became lucille yes she did and i was just like this is fucking creepy and hilarious because they knew how bad he was on purpose after all and then how great she was and they played that up it was dude the show is brilliant there's no <laughs> seeing and Aaliyah shakat ended up being a 
smoke show. She's fucking crazy hot. You really like her, don't you? Yeah. I've mentioned her more than once. She's 11 years old. No, not in that. Right now, she's 11 years old. Well, they keep giving her drugs to keep her young. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. Yeah. But yeah. I she was in Whippet. She was hot in Whippet. They, some of these studios or channels or whatever, like the HBO, they said, hey, we're going to buy the rights to this uh, this here fantasy book series, and uh, we're going to hire some guys that seem to like it, and uh, we're going to let them do whatever the fuck they want. I think they wrote a – they directed a, a – a pilot have you have you heard about this unaired pilot that is apparently dog shit and they all hated it and they're like we're not doing this we're going to make this all over i've not heard they have recast everybody there's a different daenerys a different cat i've heard about there being different cats and they and they just said we're not doing this this is not good and everybody agreed even the people who got off the show yeah they said yeah i wasn't right for that you know so they got everybody they got and fucking magic so well westworld they pretty much doing the same thing with westworld it was a, a who wrote the book? Michael Crichton. And they it was actually just, a movie back in the eighties. Yeah, it was a movie maybe in the seventies. Yeah, just let him let him do the fucking thing. Give him mm. here. Here's a giant pile of money, and everybody in the fucking show, you know who they are. Yeah, like you've seen them in lots of other things. Ed fucking Harris, and they they Anthony Hopkins for fuck's sake. Here, make the thing, make it fun, and that. Fucking woman, whatever her name is, just oh god, what's her name? Uh, Dolores is her character. Insane hot. I can't think of her name right now, but I know who she. I mean, I, I said her name yesterday Man. to somebody else, to Shelton, I think. But yeah, that show is fucking amazing. The second season, they seem to be playing with timelines a little bit that I'm not sure of mm-hmm. yet, but I'm sure it'll Westworld. Is, yeah, oh, I've, I've yet to watch it. Any of it? I watch one episode. You would love it. Oh, I love the first episode of Watch. <laughs> you'll, you'll, you'll fucking love it. And plus, it's got all the violence and sex that you want. Neat. Yeah. Even if you can't get into it. Just like the, I've said it before, the fucking uh, True Blood. Even if you don't like vampires and you can't get into the convoluted bullshit storylines, yeah. there's at least going to be some fucking and some violence. Yeah, there you go. You're going to get to see old What's-Her-Face naked, Sookie. And that's always fun. Anna Paquin? Yeah, she's hot. I heard it's pretty good when she's naked. Yeah. It's pretty tremendous. <laughs> she's pretty great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She a voluptuous one or she a muscular one? Uh, she's voluptuous. I would even get, I wouldn't say buxom because her tits aren't exactly huge. But right, they're big enough. Probably a, a low C. Let's objectify women. Let's do that. <laughs> <laughs> they do that to us. Fuck it. <laughs> they don't do it to us, but they do. No, it to no, me. they do it to men. <laughs> they do it to other guys. <laughs> they do it to like Brad Pitt. Yeah, Thanos. I'm sure there's some Thanos fans. Oh, you know, definitely. Are you kidding? The biggest guy ever. Yeah. <laughs> Beat the Hulk in a fucking fight. I, I talked to a girl one time and she said she masturbated to Superman because he was so powerful. I said, you know that's not real, right? She's like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> like, All right. Run. Got my respect. <laughs> and from then on, every time you were around, you wore a Superman shirt. Yeah. Hey, what's up? Somehow fashioned a spit curl. Out of my, what hair I've got. You just drew, you just took a Sharpie <laughs> to your head. Uh. <laughs> What else do you want to talk about? We got some time to fill here. Oh, do we? Yeah, I mean, we don't. We, we can make this as long or as short as we want. That's I right. don't really care. <laughs> I'm very tired. Well, if you want to cut it short, we'll just do a short one. Let's just do a short one. Let's do that. Anything you want to go out on? Any uh, back hurts? Had to sit for four hours doing that commentary last night. And it didn't feel good. My knees are stiff. 
hands are shaking and my knees are weak. I can't seem to stand on my own two feet. Mm. My friend Sam acting queer as a bug. I'm in love. I'm all shook up. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> trying to think of something we could run our mouths about. Not really anything that I can think of right now. Yeah, slow week. Top of the head. I mean, there's a bunch of people mad about a girl that wore a Chinese uh, prom dress, and and then like Chinese people are like, "No, nah, man, that shit's for everybody. Fuck off." <laughs> the like, Chinese said that, but we're mad on your behalf. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah whatever. I mean, shut shut the fuck up. Like there was a a uh, a Chinese American vlogger on YouTube getting mad about it, but yet he like wears all the the black culture clothes, the flat bill hats, and says the n word a lot. And, Everybody's like, man, you're doing the exact same thing she you, you're accusing her of, except for she's being far more respectful. <laughs> just a girl wearing a pretty dress. Yeah, it used to be a thing. I mean, it's fashion is fashion. It shouldn't be. Who gives a shit? Go oh fuck yourself. God, no, fuck Cultural off. appropriate my nuts in your mouth, <laughs> son. <laughs> uh, let me pick a song here. Yeah, do that. All right. Um, it's going to be a quick one. This is uh, off of Pearl Jam's 1996 release, No Code. A little song called Lucan. Thanks for listening, you bunch of pieces of shit. I hate you all. <laughs> <laughs> 